Hello, dear Starshines. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Beverly, good to see you. Uh, please let me know that the signal is coming through. Oh, okay. If the video is not good, I can I can shut it off. So hello, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the lunchtime chats. My name is Christina. For those of you who are new, I'm an acceleration expert, and we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have capacities, we have abilities that are not necessarily embraced or addressed by a larger human family. So I am here. Cool. Thank you, Bev. So I am here to give to the best of my ability a liberated perspective to the topics and issues that are unique to us during this time of upheaval and change and chaos. I want to do um, all that I can to support you guys in walking this path, inventing this path of multidimensional sovereignty, liberation, and power. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I have a little question here that I'm going to post to the group. I'll give everybody a minute to um, hop on here. Um, but I have a question for you guys, and I would love to hear your responses. And I'm going to go ahead and type it in the chats. And what this question is, is what does freedom, what is true freedom to you? What does true freedom really mean to you? Okay. Um, you know, we all are, we all are souls with our, like snowflakes, right? We all have very unique uh, uh, angles to why we're here, why we get out of bed every day. What's our, what's our purpose for incarnating in the, t in this plane. And I imagine that what each person considers freedom may be very different. There's some, certainly some common threads, right? But I think that there's some unique angles that some of you guys might have. Um, and I'd be interested to hear, to hear about that. So uh, one of the other things I want to talk about besides keys to your personal freedom is um, I want to talk about, you know, uh, the secret to the, how to work this acceleration energy. What do I mean by acceleration energy? All right. So time has been speeding up. And this is according to indigenous teachings, but also science is caught up and quite literally our planet is spinning faster than it ever has. <laughs> so on many levels of this matrix reality, time is speeding up, which means the cycle of events is speeding up the pace at which we face certain full circlenesses and milestones, stuff like that is, is um, speeding up. So back in the day, the day to me is like, you know, 90s, maybe. Uh, uh, well, I guess I was, there was 80s in there, but I really didn't start the transformation journey purposefully until in the 90s. Um, but what would happen is that you'd have a cracking, you would have a real big, you know, healing, um, you know, crack to your ego driver and, and heal your heart. And then you would have a while, you'd have years, maybe decade, maybe, you know, a whole decade to process that intense experience. But nowadays, what's happening is that it's one intense experience after the other. And there is a reason for this acceleration. And what this acceleration is all about is to make us more us, our true being. 
to, to bring us out of the cloud of the lies, the matrix, this, this um, blindness manifested by empire, by galactic empire, right? And, and wake up to our true selves, which means we change completely how we be, okay? This acceleration is meant to change us completely in how we be, okay? So that means the lies, the distortions, the inversions that have cropped out certain aspects of our ego driver are quite literally getting stripped, stripped, stripped away. Now, of course, the more you hold on, the more painful it gets. Not that it's not painful when you don't hold on, but the, the difference is, is when there is a way to hold your pain where it transforms you so deeply that it becomes power, real power. Now, I'm not talking about power over anything. I'm talking about power of presence. The power of your presence changes. All right, dear Beverly has answered the question. She says, hmm, this is the question about um, what is true freedom to you? She says, not having to do any, any shoulds only the joys. Okay, so uh, follow follow your your bliss. Would that would that match what you're saying there with the shoulds and the joys? Following your bliss. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that would agree with that. I think there could be many people who would agree with that. Um, I am half on board with that. Um, I'm just feeling into that for me. Definitely follow your bliss as in know what makes you happy and, and pursue that. Dedicate your creative energies, your envisioning towards that, right? There's a lot of hard work going on right now for the reasons I mentioned before, because we are in this acceleration. And this is, as far as I know, to the different records that I've been exposed to that go back and I've been exposed to many different races records of how life's been going, going back many, many billions of years. This is the first time an acceleration like this has been done in a realm with the humans, with the people, the individuations in their physical body. So this is a, like a monumental kind of experience in the human body right now. All right. Uh, Beverly goes on to say, yes, which leaks into what you said about getting out of the time matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So let's circle back around. So the matrix, let's kind of talk a little, break that down a little bit so we know we're all, we're all talking about the same thing. So you have linear time. Now, linear time by itself is not necessarily the matrix, but man-made time is and that's the time that we keep with our clocks that's the time we keep with our calendars that's the um the time that we um that we keep in our lifespan okay so when you think about a day you're like yeah there's 24 hours in a day and then you think about the year there's 364.25 days in a year <laughs> okay there's 12 months every year there are 13 moon cycles every year Okay, okay, so you think about time like this, but that's that's not real time. That that's the matrix time. Real time is the natural rising, um, ebbing and flowing of life force energy, of movement of energy. And that um, linear time in its natural form is like that. It, it has its ebbs and it 
flows, it's ebbs and it flows. And really, if you were to watch nature, pay really close attention to nature, you'll see that the animal life, the movement of the different animals, the activities of the animals in the forest, um, if you're lucky enough to have a forest with animals still um, in numbers where you can see them like this, they, um, they, they have times a day where they're more active. And there's times a day when you can't hardly find any, any activity, maybe some birds or some chipmunks or something. But, um, and this is because they're all in that, that flow of the day. Now, you guys, I mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. You know, a day is not 24 hours anymore, believe it or not. The Earth's spin has sped up, and it's speeding up every day a little bit more. So the day is no longer a solid 24 hours. And they discovered that by observing the atomic clocks, which is time based on atomic decay. So, uh, so there's that kind of time matrix. There's the time that's in the matrix where it tells you, it, it's like an outside force tells you what you should be doing, uh, where you should be at, where your next place is to be, like your next activity versus the ebb and flow of linear time. It's simply a movement that moves you, right? It's it, 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 like when you rise in the day, you naturally rise and you have a way of being in the day and then that changes to something else and that change flows into something else and that flows into something else. That's natural linear time. It's very easy on the nervous system. It's, you know, it's a very, uh, you know, go with the flow kind of um, essence, the moving, the movement, the activity versus the matrix time, it tells you this, you know, alarm clock, get up, you know, uh, eight o'clock, go get the bus, you know, nine o'clock, punch the clock, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's this unnatural rhythm that is telling you how you should be. And then you agree to do that. And now you're in an agreement with that part of the matrix. And this is how it works. The whole, all of the matrix inversions and reversals. It's like, we agree to participate because we think we have to. We're taught that we have to. We're conditioned to not know any other way, right? So our conditioning, our programs, is a lot of what is in the way of us really having freedom, because these uh, experiences give, made it. We came to conclusions, and therefore we just have to do that because that's the way it is, right? So, uh, so with this with this whole uh, matrix thing. We have an ego driver that has been conditioned and trained that that is naturally in harmony with the matrix activity, the the, the false time, the um, the collective field grids and programs. Okay, so our ego driver is not in natural rhythm with the universe, with our inner universe, with with the natural world. And so this acceleration is creating a pace of energy where the ego driver literally cannot hold on anymore. Can't, can't keep control. And there's some secrets to how to navigate this because it is painful. I'm not going to, it's painful. Believe me guys. <laughs> and if I'm saying it's painful, you know, I'm not kidding. Uh, well, those of you who know me anyway, you know, I'm not kidding, <laughs> but there is a secret way of being where you can turn your pain into power, real power, personal power. 
Um, and this is something that has been taught to humanity from the um, indigenous elders that have been reaching out to the uh, to you know beyond their tribe, beyond their family, the, beyond the lineage to teach these secrets. And in the beginning, it started off with uh, healing to create seeds of power, healing your past, how to have emotional healing, how to have spiritual healing, how to, you know, how to go get in touch with things that are buried. So we were introduced, I'm, I'm saying those of us that have been on this path for a while, have been introduced to these pieces of how to get past uh, uh, blind spots, how to get how to get in touch with things that are buried deep inside. Now, in the beginning, I believe it, you know, it was plant medicines that really had a big piece, a big role to play. Then it was also breath work, really intense breath work can get you to break through certain pieces um, that are eluding you. You know, when you're when you're trained to be in a certain frequency, and you need, and uh, you're being called to heal, and that means tuning into another part of your frequency that you've actually put a lot of emotional enter, um, effort and intention to blocking off. We need help. We need help to crack through those barriers, and and that is, um, and that's what these these teachers that have been coming out of the. Uh, the indigenous keepers, as we'll say, the wisdom keepers of old, have been reaching out to to share with us, to teach us. So, uh, the collective, I would say, the Western collective, anyway, has been exposed to this energy, this way of being of how to turn pain into power. But it was done in the in the um, as retrospect, as healing something, healing parental wounds, healing, um, you know, getting soul retrieval from traumatic experiences, healing trauma, right? So we were, we were taught the, the, uh, how to change our relationship to our pain and our suffering and our wounding so we can experience what it is to turn, turn uh, past pain into seeds of power. And of course, these seeds of power being something that was passed, that was healed in the now, requires feeding, requires caretaking, it requires nurturing for those seeds of power to grow. And how do you, how do you feed those seeds? Well, through your actions, through your choices, okay? And through your actions and through your choices, you become more and more solid inside as in you're more available, your awareness is more expanded and you're more available to make these choices more easily each time, okay? So the choices and the actions are what integrate that, say, soul retrieval or that plant medicine or whatever the experiences were. Um, now, We've been doing that since the 90s. So we have 90s, we have the 2000s, we have the teens, and now we're in the two, 2020s. <laughs> and the acceleration is really kicking up a notch. Um, a friend, as a dear friend would say, exponentially is kicking up exponentially. So what does this mean for us? That means those skill sets that we learned in the past, how to relate these truths that we were exposed to on how to relate to pain of the past, to turn it into power. Now it's up to us to have it in the moment. It's no longer in the context of 
traveling to the underworlds and doing re retrieving uh, lost soul parts. It's no longer in the context of you know journeying into the past or journeying into something in the body that was that's been holding on to um, from childhood or even journeying into the body and and get to things uh, stored on a soul level. It's no longer in the context of that kind of journey. It's in the context of in the here and now, right now, how you're thinking, how you're feeling, how you're breathing, how your body is feeling, how your nervous system is right now. So, um, so, which is a good thing, but it's also an out of the control, out of control feeling thing, you know? And that's why I want to talk about this with you guys, because this is what we're being faced with. And, and it's pretty intense, but I have to tell you, the payoff is really, really worth it because it helps us stand in our power in such a potent way in the here and now moment. Okay. And, you know, clarifying a little bit about power, right? Power is not power over dynamic as in, you know, hurting people or bossing people or telling people how it is or anything like this. Power, power of presence, power in the moment is successfully bringing, holding and bringing the truth forward in that moment. The real truth, the real truth. Okay. The, um, all these outer nesting dolls of who you are, including what's coming out of your mouth, right, is aligned for truth to be revealed okay that's the key truth gets revealed and that is really being in the moment when truth is revealed because now you guys whoever you're with you're in your community or what have you now you guys are on this wild adventure of discovering what's the real truth about this about that in relationship to this in relationship to that okay because we're quite literally learning how to be our authentic selves because it right because these ego driver pieces that are out of tune with the truth of who we are are getting, are getting hammered stripped away hammered <laughs> stripped away you know um, so so how do we do this right how and I, I I'm talking about this in different ways I've, I've gone over this before in the chats but I, I just want to frame it up a little bit differently so you guys can really get the point of it because you know, a lot of people don't know the difference between pain and suffering. A lot of people don't know how to turn extreme pain into, to be present with it. And so until it turns into power and, uh, and there's a couple tips that I want to give for that because number one, you need help from your friends. I, I will tell you that friends are a really important deal um, because they can help you they can really help hold the space for you when you're faltering into victimhood or faltering into blame. Those are the really big pieces that, that hang us up as humans is blame um, and victimhood. We really believe something's being done to us because we're taught that. We're taught that by life and by society. We're also taught that by our parents, right? Our, our, you know, we inherited a lot of our parents' traits and they've been heavily programmed. And we're, you know, uh, we have different encodements on a soul level. So it's really clear to us when things aren't feeling right, but how to fix it maybe isn't so clear. So the difference between pain and suffering, let me get back to that. So pain, pain is the here and now pain, the heartache, the, the emotional pain, the physical pain that that's in the here and now. 
um, suffering is all the thoughts and feelings we have before the pain happened and all the thoughts and feelings we have after the pain has happened. That's what suffering is. Okay. Um, now, okay, so one of these, I have a little story for this. So one of the favorite ways that I have for sedating the nervous system is doing a hot, cold plunge experience. That's when you're in hot water, like a sauna, jacuzzi, hot shower, and then you go into cold water. And, and then you do like an alternation of that um, several times. Now, you can imagine going from hot to cold, not the most pleasant experience. But if I were to use this example of difference between pain and suffering is that when you're when you're going from this nice hot jacuzzi, 102 degrees um, water into this 50 degree water, it's, it's uh, you can't call that painful, okay? Because you're experiencing, you know, it's like cold and, you know, your body's having a reaction and, you know, you're having like a full visceral reaction to this. That could be considered pain. And then you're in it for a little while and you get used to it. You need to stay in there for at least three minutes for it to have its effect. And then you go back to the hot water. But so you go back into the hot water, you get heated up again, and then you're in the journey from getting out of the hot water into the cold. Now, all those thoughts and feelings you have of dread before you drop into the cold, that's the suffering part. Actually dropping into the cold, that's the pain part, okay? <laughs> so, um, and you can take this in, in, in many different contexts. We hold suffering in our awareness with our thoughts and our emotions. And a lot of times it's because we're mad that we had to go through the experience in the first place and, and, and our ego driver wants to blame something for it. But when we are in deeper connection with the truth of who we are as infinite beings, there's a very different nesting doll of relationship, a very dis different nesting doll um, that changes the relationship. And that is that we are an inf infinite being having a human experience. And when you start looking at things in this way, and, and meditating and feeling and tuning into those aspects of your of yourself, you start to realize that your soul has you for here for a reason. And everything that's happening is happening for you. Everything, the, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the, the shatters, the, the everything, it's all happening for you. Why is this happening for you? It's happening for you because your soul wants all unresolved energy to come full circle the soul is always looking to for things to come full circle for so freedom can can exist so free flow can happen again that's why the elders will tell you how can you shift your relationship how can you look at this as happening for you okay that's why they say this because we're trained to think the opposite and believe the opposite but as soon as we you know, start looking at things and through the soul's perspective, it helps us find a new relationship, a new footing. Now, that's not to say that you cancel out your feelings that you're having, the crisis feelings, whatever chaotic feelings you might be having in order for that and, and, and force that truth upon you. 
that that's that's not the same thing. That's that's count. That's making your feelings wrong because you're thinking something wrong. Really, it's a wild ride. You have to really be honest inside what's happening and let that thought, that idea, be a principle inside of you. Okay, that guides you, that guides you through the storm, that guides you through the chaos. It doesn't cancel the chaos out. It guides you through the storm as you're riding it in the emotional experience that you're having. All right. Welcome, Laurel. Welcome, Spirit Bound Neo. Okay. Laurel says, yes, I've landed. <laughs> yes, I've landed. Thank you. Um, Laurel says, um, you just said what freedom is for me, being in the moment for truth and having the flow of feelings and emotions this allows. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Because that's when things become really fun, even if unpredictable stuff happens. I have to tell you, I mean, even getting here was kind of a crazy story. Um, let me see. I'm, I'm seeing if I can summate it a little bit. Uh, so, all right, those of you that know me, like, you know, that see me a lot. Um, I have been trying to get back to Mexico since June, no, since May, since the end of May. <laughs> I mean, I've been itching to come back and one event after another just keeps happening, 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 happening. And, and my, my departure date gets delayed, gets delayed, gets delayed, gets delayed, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, gosh, what's going on? It feels like, you know, there's some, there's something just in the way. Um, so it was kind of, it was getting point, it was getting really comical because here it is July and I'm finally here, right? After, after all that time. So I'm on the plane and that's the backstory. So I'm on the plane and I'm sitting there, I have my window seat and, uh, and I'm just doing my thing. And then this um, family comes up and they're like, what are the, the guys like, you're in my seat. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm in my seat, you know, and I show him my ticket. He shows me his ticket. They both say the same seat, right? So he's calling over the stewardess to, to work it out. And she's like, all right, I have to call somebody. And then she comes back. And she says, who's this person? Who's this person? And the, the family raises their hand and no one's calling my name. And she looks at me and she's just like, you're not listed on this flight. You're not supposed to be here. She says, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and I just, no, the old me would have been frustrated. Like, what the heck? But the through this transformation, whatever the heck happened to me, over these past several months, it's like, I quite literally started laughing. I, I was like, what the heck, are you kidding me? And and of course it all gets worked out, um, but uh, but that's just, you know, the, the example of how things are happening for you. And, you know, gosh, and how different it is and how we be in these moments, right? So some part of me just chose to find it hilarious versus another part of me would have been frustrated with that, right? And this is showing how these seeds have grown into really powerful, a really powerful garden inside because it's now integrated. It's integrated because it's in my choices and it's in my actions, you know? So... 
And I imagine there are several other things, really intense things actually, that have gone on over the past few months that I'm also going to have another moment to have it get reflected to me on how, where I'm at in the integration process. Um, wow, I totally like spun for a second and, and lost that, that first point. Hold on, let me see if I can get back to it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, hold on. It's getting scrambled again. Wow. What's going on? Okay. Okay. So, when we use the that principle of this is happening for us because we know that our soul is here to bring us full circle in unresolved experiences, then, you know, that is that, that's that compass through the storm. Um, if we use it to make us wrong in how we feel or how we're reacting, then, you know, it, it works as a, as a suppression idea. So, so be really mindful about what that is. Okay. Um, the other thing is the, the presence, right? So, Emotions move like water. Now, if they're stuck, then, you know, it might feel like muddy water, <laughs> really muddy water, right? But um, if we let us have our emotions without the mind thoughts that tell us why we are having those emotions, as in you're not justified in what you're thinking or feeling, you're just having them with no blame whatsoever, they're just there being had, okay? then that muddy thick water starts to move and it, it, a current starts happening. And then the feeling that you started sinking into actually starts changing into a different feeling. So it might start off as anger, then it will turn to being scared, then it might turn into um, being sad and that might turn into feeling helpless. Now, if the, if the emotions are getting more and more intense as you're letting them move, that's actually a good sign that you're doing, you're doing what you need to be doing, okay? Um, but there is a point in time where as those emotions move, as you let that energy move and discharge, and maybe your soul's been waiting for you to really have that experience your entire life, okay, or lifetimes, it can be that, that much, there could be that much magnitude to it. What will start to happen is that you'll be able to have the emotional pain and love, believe it or not, at the same time. You can really feel the smile inside, a loving, warm feeling inside while you're experiencing fear or while you're experiencing helplessness. It quite literally breaks. It feels like your heart is breaking. But on the other side of that, so much of that energy moves all of the agreements contracts that have been made because that energy existed inside of you all that stuff washed out with the with the emotional energy all that stuff washes out this is quite literally how you can completely transcend um long-standing soul contracts without knowing anything about what soul contracts are right long-standing um paths of of turmoil and uh and and disempowerment can move through with just one sitting of being riding your emotions 
through. Now, the reason why that we're doing this, remember, is so we can really be present in the here and now. We can change the pain in the here and now into power. So this chaos that's going on will very quickly go from, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. All this stuff is going wrong. It will go from that to just, and you're in it. You're just facing it. You're riding it. It's happening. This is one of those facets to the secrets of Jaguar medicine. Okay. Is that the presence of your heart is so available that it transmutes and transforms everything. And you start stepping into a very, very powerful creator role. Welcome, Felicia. She says, I'm in awe of the experience of creator's mastery. Okay. So, yes, uh, that's touching on the, that piece around, you know, when you're really in that presence, everything is so magical and beautiful. Even the stuff that doesn't seem magical and beautiful on the surface, even the, uh, the painful stuff, the, the, um, you know, the stuff that is really difficult to, uh, to witness. It's like that uh, having that outer nesting doll perspective of why this is happening in the here and now beyond what the matrix tells us, that's where the beauty is sourced from. That's how we're able to see the beauty is because that more outer nesting doll of who we are is present inside of us as we're holding witness, you know? Um, and this boils down to, oh, I, I did get sidetracked with the power piece. Okay, um, this boils down to us being real in the here and now, as in we are not experiencing life through the veils and blind spots and lenses of our ego driver, what has been handed to us by previous generations. Previous generations were growing up in a very different time than here and now. Like I said earlier, we're in a massive acceleration process. And this process, one of its functions is to crumble the aspects of the ego driver that is not in harmony with the truth of who we are. The truth of who we are in all these different nesting dolls. This is why so many light workers are really lighting up to the impact of grid work, because this is a nesting doll of reality that enough of, enough of humanity has removed the veils of, and many of us can see it for what it is. We see these artificial constructs and, you know, anchored in with these certain events and structures and stuff like that. And we can tell how it influences the subconscious of humanity and is pretty much telling us how to behave because we don't have the presence ourselves on those levels to choose differently, to recognize what we're doing. We're just doing what's normal. There's a Dear Brother Starshine I came across not that long ago that um, talks about Murphy's Law. And, and he says, and how he words it is, if well, you know, Mur when Murphy has his way, <laughs> you know, so um, if you... For those of you who aren't familiar, Murphy's Law is 
that if, if something can happen, something bad can happen, it will. <laughs> that's a, in a gist, that's Murphy's Law. So, um, so he's all about preparedness. And this preparedness, you know, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Yes, be prepared, but don't expect don't expect bad things to happen or don't expect everything to go wrong. Expect everything to go right, but just in case you're prepared, you know, something like this. We have all these uh, little nuances uh, in running around the matrix that are that are kind of close. They, they give us a sense of, you know, of a little bit of truth, but then it's completely twisted. <laughs> and that, that's one of them, the Murphy's Law piece. Actually, it cracks me up because every day, Every time he looks at anything, he's like, well, you know, when Murphy has his way, <laughs> he says to me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, getting back to, um, I just wrote down a couple points. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. So there is magic when we choose to meet our pain. There's absolute magic that happens when we choose to meet our pain, physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, whatever. And, um, I was, so I was taught this in a ceremony, uh, in the spring. I mean, I had a little bit of awareness of this, but not to the level that it, it clicked this time around. So I'm in a, in ceremony with, um, with an indigenous chief and, uh, and several other people. And there was a point in time within the ceremony where he wanted us to all go outside and be by the fire. Now the energy of the group was really, really heavy. There was a lot, a lot, a lot of suffering going on in that, in that group. And Are we back? Are we back? Okay, I think we're back now. Okay, Beverly, thank you. Yeah, I froze. Hopefully I'm back now. All right, Spiritbound Neo says, expect the best and be prepared for it to arrive as anything. Oh, I like that. I like that. Thank you. Thank you, Spiritbound. I, I totally like that. Oh my gosh, what a great, what a great uh, saying. I like, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that from you. Is that okay? <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The pain piece. That's what I was talking about. Okay. So I'm in the ceremony. There's a lot of pain. It took me a lot of focus to stay within my own rivers of light, but it was like, I was in the rivers of light and I would go in and out of feeling these different, all the suffering going on around me. And it was, I didn't notice that it was translating into body pain um, until um, the chief says, let's all go out to the fire, go under the stars. And um, so everybody's getting up, you know, and they're, they're making their way uh, through the door and I'm feeling my body and I'm just like, holy crap, my whole body is in so much pain. It was like, it was like, you know, arthritis through the whole body, you know. And then I noticed that I, 
I was different. I felt like an old, old woman, like ancient old, you know, in my hundreds or, or, or something like this, you know. And, and as soon as I had that recognition, that awareness as being an old, old woman, something like completely shifted inside of me. And I just smiled. And I had such a huge smile inside, even though every movement of my bones, every movement of my joints, it was painful. And I just was like, I felt so blessed to be in a body and to even exist in that moment. And that smile inside, I did. So I just, you know, I creaked my way up. <laughs> I creaked my way to standing. And I did like the little, you know, little shuffle across the floor, <laughs> you know. And every step was painful, but every step I was so grateful to make. It was a very interesting experience. And then I finally make it out, make it out to the fire. And by the time I make it to the fire, I'm just completely overwhelmed with the amazingness of this reality, the stars, the amazingness of this realm. And I had a really clear awareness that this realm exists for us. The whole reason why this realm exists, it's for us, those of us who are choosing to be in this bot in these bodies. Okay. It's, it felt like an act of love from creator to have this realm to explore ourselves and that it was so precious, so, so precious and pain doesn't matter. It, do, it, it doesn't stop. It doesn't need to stop us from having that preciousness. It doesn't need to stop us from having our love. It, it didn't need at all. It didn't stop me at all from getting up and walking, even though I had so much pain going on in my body. Um, and, and that was a massive lesson because fast forward, you know, several weeks, I get to experience the lesson again, but this time with emotional pain. And then the lesson again with mental pain, <laughs> and then the lesson again, you know what I mean? It kept coming. And then and I just, you know, kept sticking with it. And as I did that, I felt so many things inside shift and change. It's like, I feel like a completely different person than, uh, than how I came back um, to the States in March, you know, a completely different person, which sounds weird to say, but I do, I feel very differently about so many things and it's like there's this clarity there and the subtleness that's there and a the peace that's there and and you know i've gotten so much out of this and this is why i'm sharing this with you guys because i'm realizing this is really what the acceleration is all about all that all that we learned about healing the past and bringing and healing those wounds and turning them into seeds of power all the ways that we learned to do that now need to get applied to the here and now moment Take it out of the context of a healing ceremony. Take it out of the context of a, of a journey. And now it's right here, right now with this breath, with this heartbeat. Okay. That is the magic. That is how this acceleration is going to really work for you in a really powerful way. It'll be awful in the beginning usually, but it's going to turn into something really great. Miracles every day really happening inside okay all right all right so felicia says there is so much addiction the trauma in life addiction to the trauma in life makes it a challenge to transform but this is the game of illusions 
Yes, and the reason why people are choosing that is because they don't have the strength to face their pain. They don't feel like they have the strength to face their pain, so they mask the pain. And that's the other thing this acceleration process is doing. It's really driving people over the edge. I, oh my gosh, so I spend most of my time, well, not here, but um, when I'm in the States, I do I spend most of my time in nature and, and away from a lot of people. Um, when I go in and out of society to, you know, grocery shop or go out to dinner, meet friends, stuff like this. But um, most of the time I'm, I'm in this really, you know, cherry spot in nature. Um, but what I've noticed is that the tension is intense. But like when I would go into town to go grocery shopping, it's like the people, they're doing their best. They really are doing their best. But it, you can tell there's like the stress is, is mounting. And and uh, and those that's not mounting are usually stoned. <laughs> now I was in Colorado for a big piece, and that you know most I hate to say that about Colorado, but a lot of Colorado stone. Um, and that is only going to get you so far. It's only going to get you so far. There's a point even that is going to break. You know. So when I was in the airport, um, in order to get here, that was also an eye-opening experience. It's like so many people were getting shit faced at the bar or even on the plane you know what i mean so many people it's like the the pain and the helplessness is too intense they don't they haven't been taught how to change their that one that this is a relationship that you can change but they haven't been taught on how to change it let alone that's changeable and they don't know what to do the helplessness is too intense so they drink or they smoke or whatever whatever the choice is um and I'm also seeing that there's a lot of very interesting uh, narcissistic tendencies coming out on people that normally don't have that or maybe had it a little bit. Now, when we're in extreme fear, that's when when we're in fear and reacting out of fear in our ego driver, that's where those narcissistic tendencies come from. And, uh, and there's a lot of those, a lot of that behavior coming out. But that's only a mask it will crumble there's no there's no way around it it's gonna it's gonna crash because people hit rock bottom and they know in the truth of their very being that it's either check out now or rise up from the rock bottom it's like getting to that spot and you know we have compassion for this i met i mean i do i imagine you do too you know, Gabor Mate has done a lot of amazing, amazing work um, with trauma and addiction. Um, if you guys ever get a chance to watch him on YouTube or something, I highly recommend his work. He um, has such a compassionate way of addressing these these issues without, uh, you know, demonizing anybody and, and really helping people understand why they are the way they are. Now, just because you have compassion and understanding for someone's terrible behavior doesn't mean you need to allow that behavior to, to exist in your life. So still have um, a strong sense of holding the integrity of your space. I'm not saying welcome abusers into your world at all. No, but this is more of, you know, compassion and understanding. So maybe you can help other people, uh, you know, get into a more empowered relationship with that kind of behavior. <clears throat> All right. So let's see. Spirit Bound says, hmm, this is them answering the freedom question. 
Define freedom for me. Freedom, the ability to choose and feel safe in my ability to, cho to choose and go through the entire process of what that choice entails. Okay, the ability to choose and feel safe in my ability to choose and go through an entire process of what that choice entails. Wow, that kind of sounds to me like staying in your center as you ride the waves of your choices. Uh, yeah, let me know if I'm if I'm off on that. But that that's that's what I hear in those words. And yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty pretty on it. Um, the other thing is for freedom is that you have the freedom to choose, yes, but in order to make that choice, freedom also requires awareness. So in that freedom or in that awareness, you can actually see your the real choice, not the program choices, because the program choices tell you you have A or B, but expanded awareness choices is I have A, I have B, I have C, I have D, <laughs> you know, I, and then you can even unplug from the intensity of having to make a choice and check in with your heart space and with your spirit and see if there's anything that needs to be chosen at all. Maybe the right choice is no action, right? Maybe the right choice is to just, what's right for you, for you inside is just let it ride, you know? All right, Spirit Bound says, addiction, in my, in my humble opinion, is fear of experiencing the consequences of your choices. Yeah, actually, I would, I would end that sentence of fear of experiencing pain. Yeah, um, pain, you know, it's an interesting thing, pain. If, we, if it happens when we're really young, sometimes that, you know, that damage go, runs so deep, it, it takes a whole lifetime to correct that, to, to clean it up. And it's not because... Um, healing has to be long and arduous, but there's there so many facets to how we get plugged into the matrix after that intense experience as a child. It takes time um, for the ego driver to make that adjustment and break down those walls. I mean, it can happen like a bolt of lightning, and I've seen it happen like a bolt of lightning, and believe me, it's not pretty. But, you know, at the other end, you know, the, the person is better off, uh, but they choose that right? They choose that. We can have a big cracking, but then if we don't change the way we think and we don't change the way we behave, we don't integrate through our choices and actions, that crack that we just had will harden over. And in a lot of ways, it'll harden over even thicker than it was in the first place. You know, think about bones mending. The where it mends, it's much stronger than where, you know, where it mended. So, you know, that kind of thing gets going on too. But there, these, are all, these are all soul agendas playing themselves out full circle, you know, this, to get us to come full circle. So even in those crackings and, and, and growing overs, there's a, there's a part, there's something about that, that, you know, in that experience for the soul. And sometimes the full circleness doesn't happen until they expire out of the biosuit, you know, and that happens a lot. And actually, I should say that is happening a lot right now. And this is why, 
you know, it's so important if you guys have the awareness to bring this to your family or to a beloved to do death rites. It's so profound and deep to do death rites for people because all that stuff that, that accumulated all the, you know, created all those blind spots, all those prisons, all that stuff, you can help the soul release while they're, you know, while before they cross completely over and you quite li literally liberate generations of pain and suffering from have, helping them release that energy and come to their awarenesses. And it's important to do it as their individuation. If you do it after they've already crossed over and they're in that more expanded level of who they are, it's not the same, it's different. So when you can retrieve or, well, retrieve from the upper worlds or retrieve from the middle worlds or lower worlds, wherever that loved, beloved one went and do death rites as their individuation, it's really, really potent. It's, it's I can't even tell you, it's so beautiful too, to hold space for that and to, to, to do that it's a, such a powerful piece you know it's just we're trained you know to hand our our beloved um deceased to another to deal with right um very few people in the west know what it is to wash the body of a loved one very few people in the west know what it is to you know to um to even be with their beloved while they're dying it's it's really sad but it's true but that but the dying process is so sacred. It's as sacred as the birthing process. So to be, to treat it as a sacred moment and to, in your heart space, ask the, your beloved, I really want to be there. Can I be there for you, with you? You know, just ask that out loud in, in your heart space. And if it's a yes, you will most certainly be there. It'll be magical. <laughs> I mean, it quite literally, the universe will collude to make sure that you're there. You see? All right, um, Spearbound says, without freedom, we are still choosing, but are operating from a lens perspective of where we do not see it or do not want to see it. Yes, 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 I, I'm totally down with that. We just had a conversation in Life Value not that long ago where a lot of people are not making free will choices because it has it's very limited in its awareness. So you're actually not truly being shown the choices. You only have, like I said, what the matrix will give you, door A and door B, right? But there's there's all these infinite number of options, but we have to have the lens, the awareness available for us to know that that's possible. And once we know that's possible, we go within and feel what it is that the choice is. That's, um, yeah, absolutely. All right, um, oh yeah, and yes, um, please use that saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. I, oh, it came from your great grandmother. Oh, oh my gosh. Now it makes it really even more special. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet that your great grandma said that. Um, if you guys are just tuning in, what we're talking about is the, um, the saying, expect the best. Wait a minute. This expect the best. Wait a minute. No, no, where'd it go? It's up here somewhere. Uh-huh. Hold on, hold on. Expect the best. Prepare for it to arrive as anything. That's the same. So instead of saying expect the best but prepare for the worst, it's expect the best and be prepared for it to arrive as anything. Yes. And there's so many times when things go awry where it, after the fact it turns out to be the most perfect thing to happen. 
I, I've experienced this plenty of times, indeed. All right. Um, Felicia says, being with my daughter at death was the most powerful experience a mother could have. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's beautiful that you got to be there for that. <sighs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I don't, I didn't know that I had an affinity for death, but of course that unfolded over time, but it seemed like, well, for most of my family, for some reason, they all wanted me to be there um, for their moment of transition. In the beginning, I didn't understand it at all. Um, just that I knew that I wanted to be there. But um, but by time the most recent death happened, I realized, you know, it's because we have an agreement. They knew, they knew on, on a much deeper level that my presence can quite literally holds a safe space for them to to exit in the safe spaces it's like there's a bridge in my energy that holds a clarity where they can truly go home so especially the ones that had a life of addiction you know and i don't know if you guys i've talked about this before uh, when you have a life of, of addiction, um, there's something called hungry ghosts that come along with the addiction. And what happens is that these hungry ghosts attach to your energy and they crave the very substance that you're addicted to. And the, the scary thing about this is, is that they crave it, you do it, but they never get the sensation of doing the drug or taking the drink or whatever. So that craving never goes away. It just stays there and they pile on top of each other. And if you ever look at someone who's been addicted for many, many years, decades even, and, and you can see, feel, sense, taste, energy, like an empath, you know, there's like a weirdness that's, that's on them and it's those hungry ghosts. So when the person dies, especially if they were to OD or something like this, those hungry ghosts quite literally are present for the crossing over. And it's scary because, um, and a lot of people don't cross over because of the hungry ghosts, because they, they, they look like these shadow beings, like they're being mobbed by these shadow beings. And, and, uh, and it's a really scary moment. But there's, there's people, star seeds like you, like me, we have, um, you know, light bodies, we have energy fields that are much differently attuned. So when we're present at the time of a passing like this, it's like somehow our energy keeps those, that, those shadow beings um, at a dis further distance so the person can get their bearings once they leave the, lent, the, the bio suit, you know what I mean? So this is why so many of us are being called to be death doulas, maybe death doulas for our families, maybe a death doula, you know, in, for humanity in general. I have a few friends that are death doulas, really, really special people um, because, you know, this, this acceleration process, this awakening process means not just being liberated in a bio suit, but it's talking about the, uh, the afterworlds also being liberated from the constructs that keep us in these cycles keep us in the incarnational cycle or keep us in the um, on the wheel of karma, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, so karma is real, but it's a construct that can be deconstructed. So a lot of us, a lot of us on the acceleration process have discovered how karma is a construct within the the outer nesting doll realms of the um, of the 5, 6D, and you can deconstruct that. So now 
we don't live in the paradigm of karma. We, we live in the paradigm of causality. And that's a much different thing. You're, there's no rule that because you did this or because you did a tit, now you get the, the tat, you know, that that is not true anymore. Once you've deconstructed, once you've deconstructed this karma. So that too also translates when we're holding space for a person um, crossing over. All of these upgrades that we have, all these new paradigm energies that exist inside of us assist that beloved that's crossed or that's, you know, in the process of crossing. All right, let me go back to Felicia said, no, 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 spirit found, yep. Oh, Laurel, (laughs) ta-da! Yes, that is a message from the elves. Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, guys, if you have, if you are interested in experiencing or getting to know or growing your relationship with elemental beings, our just sister Laurel with this um, with Light Body Academy has a very interesting blog where she's talked about her experiences, and um, and she also helps people, um, you know, helps bridge bridge the gap between your awareness and that of the elementals so you can get to know your elemental allies and, and build those relationships for yourself. So anyway, just a little little uh, plug in for Laurel there. She, she does really great work. And that particular message was from the elves. <laughs> um, all right. Um, Felicia says that would be, yeah, true for my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that with the crossing of my dad many years ago. Anyway, so my gosh, this time just flies by. How in the world does that happen? All right, so so hopefully this was helpful, this about the, um, about how to transform pain into power. It, it is a very real thing that all of the human race is is going to benefit from as we understand how to do this with our very way of being and this is the secret to riding those waves of the uh of the acceleration process and the chaos that it brings um as always thank you guys so much for being here and being a part of this conversation i really love being able to talk at this level with you guys Um, if there's ever anything that you really want to make sure that i talk about um, put it into the comments of these videos and your sister Beverly will be sure to pick them up and pass them on. Um, so I will, uh, you know, to pass them on to me and I'll talk about them the following week. All right. So that's it for me, guys. Lots of love to you all. Um, I'll see you next week. And until then, bye bye. Lots of love.